second section Arnie teenage love songs you know first of all we got the Dennis's perspective now we get to find out what's going on with Arnie in this section right this is the section where the book really heats up honestly I mean this is where the car kind of really starts taking its shape and and we find out what she's capable of I guess so yeah you know we've suspected for a while (laughs) what she was capable of um with all of the foreshadowing, but now we get the, the nitty gritty. Right, right. So it starts off that Christine is finally street legal. It works out real well. Brings it home to mom and dad, and she uh, doesn't go over very well with mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. Mom, mom loses her shit. Dad helped him sign for it, so he knew. But mom, mom's not real happy about it. Right. And you'd think, I mean, they even kind of describe that she looks a lot better, you know. Um, so you, I don't know, you know, we talked about last time the looks that she got at first look from like the, the crazy guy on the street, mom and dad, you know, obviously she was in bad shape, so I wondered. But now in a better shape, you'd think that it wouldn't be such a big, you think there'd be a little more pride. Right, right. And that mom would be like, you know, I don't like it. I'm not in love with the idea of you having this car, but I can appreciate the work that you've done, good job, whatever. But no, mom, no. She doesn't want anything to do with this car. She doesn't want it around. She doesn't. It She's doesn't not fit. It. it doesn't fit her image of what their family should be. Yeah. And we talked about before that, from her point of view, the images of the normal, typical middle-class family were not in line with this. Definitely, definitely. And that, and that's, I mean, we find out a lot through the book. I mean, that image is a lot that I think drives a lot of her motivations throughout the story. Yeah, You know, absolutely. with Arnie later on and things like that and what how other people perceive their family. Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, she and, and Michael, her you know, mom and dad, are both college professors, and so they have an image of uh, a status quo to maintain. Mm-hmm. So Michael has a solution to save Arnie some money, which is another thing that mom is worried about, is how much this is costing, and that he's using his college fund to pay for it. Right. Um, so Michael has this solution, which... You know, this is a terrible idea. I mean, I know idea. maybe in the you know early what was it, late seventies, yeah. uh, maybe is a little thought of a little different. But yeah, the the idea of the parking lot. And I understand for the money's fine, but it's it's like twenty five minutes away. Right. I mean, by bus. A, by bus. It's a different. I mean, it's a different town basically. If you think about it, twenty five minutes away to get to it. It's out in the middle of nowhere, and. You know, maybe it would have all worked out, but of course we I mean, find out quick in this process. And I guess long-term parking at the airport was cheap in the 70s, and so, okay. In theory, it's probably not a horrible idea, but, but in practice. But in practice, and then also we find out instantly. I mean, there's not even a wait. You know, he basically kind of hides from Cunningham and his dad, right. from Arnie and his dad, uh, one of Buddy's friends. Yeah. And just thinks it's interesting that, you know, the 
Sandy yeah. is is working the gate, and he knows he knows that it's Arnie's car, and he's you know Buddy's buddy, and he's of course gonna tell his friends. He knows where the car is now. Right, and that kind of sets us up for the rest of the rest of this section. I really, mean, it, I think it pretty much sets us up for the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything everything that happens from this point on is precipitated by Sandy. This interaction. Telling Buddy mm-hmm. that he knows where Christine is parked. Right. The beginning of the end, we're less than a third, or I guess right about a third of the way through the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they park the car. Arnie's willing to play along. He's he's willing to at least try to keep the peace. His dad hits, I mean, Chad tries really nice. Like, this is a nice way. Let's just do it. And I think Arnie knows. He already hates it at first, obviously, but he, he is. He's trying to still get along with his dad. Because I think his dad and him are still have a little bit of a connection that him and his mom are losing quickly. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's a nice, you know, Arnie, Arnie gives it a chance, you know? And, and unfortunately, it only, you know, comes quickly, we find out, when Buddy visits Christine in the right. airport. Right. So, Sandy's told his friends, and Arnie, life is going on as normal and Arnie and Lee have a date. They go to the drive-in. Mm-hmm. You know, the the drive-in. They're watching a movie. Right. <laughs> and, and they're, of course, making out. They're teenagers. Right. They're doing yeah. things. And Lee stops because she feels like Christine is watching them. Right. Which Arnie doesn't, you know, obviously isn't really feeling at the time. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, the, the stopping idea. Um, and yeah, she she just kind of really, I think she just talks about just being uncomfortable. And, you know, this is when she starts kind of getting kind of, I don't know, naggy to Arnie a little bit, you know, to where all of a sudden, you know, her, her luster's wearing off a little bit because she's just, she's showing her resentment towards the car a little bit. Yeah, they're they're out of the honeymoon phase now, and now it's it's this is kind of our first uh, it's me or the car moment. Right, right. And um, doesn't go over real well. Doesn't go over real well, you know. So you know he takes her, you know they finish watching the movie, and he takes her home, and you know drops her off, and gives her a kiss on the cheek, and then Christine won't start. He gets back to the curb, and Christine has stalled and won't start. So Arnie, you know, sweet talks the car. And, no, no, you know, of course it's always going to be you. It's not going to be her. <laughs> car starts. You know, right. Christine is. We start seeing some more of Christine's, just being alive and being a being more of just a a being. I think we're starting to see more. It's where like now Christine or Lee starting to. Feel uneasy, kind of like a Dennis was. Remember when Dennis first right. got behind the car? When Dennis first got behind the wheel, he immediately got that uneasy feeling. Right, you know, the whole rev me up, you know, let's go for a drive kind mm-hmm. of vibe that the car gives off, you know, is obviously anybody that gets in it's feeling some effects some way from right. the situation. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. Christine has a personality. Right. And she's jealous. And then, you know. Like we talked about Sandy, the next thing that happens is, you know, Buddy and his friends show up at at the airport parking lot one night. Shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and just... 
and and they're not there to park their cars. They're not there to park their cars, and and they do. They you know they tear up the car, and I mean he even says in the scene what I kind of like that that Sandy, who I think he knew what was going to happen, but didn't really know what was going to happen, you know, because I think you know he realizes this is my job, and there's lots of parts to this that he was not really ready for. It sounded like it would be cool, but then I think once he saw them and what they really did to the car. Well, and what they, they, what they brought along to do things mm-hmm. to the car, you know, I'm sure that he knew they were going to do something to the car, but he didn't think that they were going to bring sledgehammers and tire irons. Right. And, uh, you know, I mean, it shows that he's remorseful. He feels, he feels kind of bad for the situation. He feels kind of bad for the situation yeah. and he knows it's his fault. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they trash it hard and then split, of course, um, so fast forward to you know the next day and Arnie and Lee have got a date again. Lee's not done with Arnie. She's just concerned about mm-hmm. the car. And you know they decide they're going to go shopping like you said, so they take the bus out there and um you know like it says Lee doesn't really see the car at first, but Arnie does and Arnie just loses it. You know almost right. you know you know clenches her hand so hard it hurts her and you know he's just you know beside himself right right and of course you know when she sees what he's looking at she understands why he's upset she knows that he spent a lot of hours and a lot of money fixing the car and now you know she's while she may not understand cars she can see that it is it's really messed up it is messed up Mm -hmm. she can see the holes and the broken glass and um you know Arnie scares her. I, f- I feel like Arnie really scares her because, uh, you know, he's uh, he's so upset and so out of character to what she knows up to this point. And so she, uh, he screams, you goddamn shitters. I'll get you. I'll get you if it's the last thing I do. And then Lee threw up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand that reaction. Sometimes, Yeah, you know. I mean, I would have understood it a little bit more, honestly, from Arnie than Lee in this situation, because she seems like she's already got a little bit of a problem with the car, but I think a lot of it was just seeing Arnie in such bad shape that it made her Yeah, I think that, you know, just the whole stress of the situation mm-hmm. made her physically ill. Yeah. Um, and then... It says, for one terrible moment, she found herself wishing she had never met Arnie. Yeah. It's it's like there's part of her that just knows that... Well, it's just a bad situation in general. I mean, even with the car getting destroyed, I mean, you still have somebody that's... I mean, you got to look at it from a, both sides. You have somebody that's looking to violently potentially hurt your boyfriend, too, if you right. think about it. I mean, anybody well, that's willing to do that is willing to potentially, I would think, attack Arnie. And... And Lee. And you can see that your boyfriend is, you know, not entirely mentally st- mentally stable. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's he's irrational mm-hmm. about the car. Yeah. And now she really is just seeing how irrational it is, is really what it's coming down to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing to conceptualize that he spends a lot of time working on the car. Mm-hmm. And that, that seems, you know not fair to me, but to see how irrational his 
behavior is and how irrational is not the right word erratic i think is the word possibly or just obsessive i mean just it it can be a lot to see somebody so obsessed about something like whoa you know i mean we've all lived in some moment where you know somebody really cares about something and then you see them in a moment where it's like whoa it's like that's that's too deep you're you're in way too deep than what i want to be involved in with with this like you know it's it's too much it's an obsession yes. i think she you know she she, she she realizes now that it's crossed the line yes yeah and then you know arnie of course takes care of his business gets the car towed back to darnell's gets things done then he goes home and his mom's waiting up for him mm-hmm. and she is she's upset but she's trying to make a little bit of peace, I think. I think she really legitimately is trying to make some peace and smooth over here. Mm-hmm. You know, because she starts with, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, she maybe does try, but at that moment especially, like, it doesn't go into as much detail at this point in the book. It goes back into it. We kind of come back to this point. Mm-hmm. But uh, Arnie's in bad shape. You yeah. know, this is where... You know, he, the back is starting to become an an issue. Right. You know, that we first start hearing about this and we don't really understand really what it is. But he's in a, he'd been, he's in a lot of pain. He'd been working very hard at Christine when he came home to see his mom at that point in time. Right. And you know, his mom's like, I'm sorry. It's not, I know it's not fair and it sucks. And mom's like can we talk about this rationally? Can you, you know, go see the doctor and she's trying to mom him. Yeah. He's over it. Mm -hmm. He's way past interested in anything that mom has to say. Right. So, um, they have a fight and he says, Oh, she confronts him about how much money he spent out of his college fund. And of course, that's just adding fuel to the fire because mm-hmm. now she's also gone through his checkbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and Arnie had been doing a good job. I mean, he'd been spending money on Christine, but he'd also been earning some money. I mean, the, the one thing through this, the the mom and dad kind of uh, angle that she's really mad about, about him spending money and wasting all this money, he doesn't really do that as much. I mean, he spends a little bit extra money, like it says, takes out some of his money to kind of fix it up here in the situation. But at the beginning, he was kind of doing a nice mix of working and he had saved so much money you right, know and he'd right. always so been like, kind of a saver in the first place that's why he was able to buy christine in the first place at such a high price because he didn't really spend any of his money we right. find out early in the you know in the book so right well because he didn't you know he didn't have a girlfriend mm-hmm. he didn't really have much of a social life outside of hanging out with dennis so um so yeah no he wasn't a spender and then that's when he comes back at her with you know, she's like, you've got college to think about. You need to have that money to pay for college. And he's like... He tells her basically... I, I think a lot of it at this point in time, I don't think he had really thought about not going to college as much at the point where he, he wanted to tell her, I might not go to college. Yeah. I, I think, think just to kind of shove it back in her face, like, you know, you think you're going to push me in this direction. It's still my decision. So right. what if I don't go to college? Right. You know, and, and I think there was some of that where he's changing, but some of it where it was just... He wanted to hurt his mom in some ways. You know, she had kind of gotten on him, you know, with the situation with the car. I'm sure he blamed on her. 
you know, in Absolutely. the 100%. So it was all her fault. He was trying to kind of hurt her back. And, he and, was. I, and I think this is where he kind of hits her with the college thing. And, you know. And so he goes to bed and, you know, she's just upset. Mm-hmm. She knows that that was it. She knows that was her last chance with him to try to repair any other relationship and it failed miserably. Miserably, so. yeah. So she's she knows that She's pretty dejected. That that's over. Yeah. But, you know, she sends him off to bed and then she peeks in and checks on him like moms do mm-hmm. and you know, is tempted to turn off his alarm clock so he can't get up <laughs> the next morning and go back to work. But doesn't because she knows that that will just make matters even worse. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I think I think this is the part where we see that he's done with his mom. Mm-hmm. Fast forward just a little bit, and we've got Lee again, and we're finally going to get to go see Dennis in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she goes and she talks to Dennis, mentions some of her concerns, you know, about the situation. I think in Dennis, you know, kind of confides in her a little bit that he's he's seen some changes too, um, but. Um, I think Dennis also kind of downplays it. It's all, it's, you know, not really that bad. Because, you know, Dennis is still sitting on the all the information he has at this time about what happened originally to LeBay's family in the car. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and he doesn't share it with her, you know, at right. this point in time. He, yeah, he makes the decision to keep what he knows to himself. Yeah, and then we also start kind of finding out Dennis does kind of got a little bit of the hots. He already kind of said she was hot, but this is also another time where it's, He's he's looking at her. He's very jealous of Arnie in this situation, I think. Like, when she comes to visit, he talks again about how pretty she is and, you know, the time alone with her. And, uh, you know, but that's Dennis. But, you know, he's in the hospital, so I'm sure he's, he's a lonely guy at this yeah. point in time. He's well, been in there a long time, too. He has, yeah. He's already been in there close to a month. Mm-hmm. And is it cool that he's, you know, got a thing for his best friend's girl? Absolutely not. Right. But, uh but they're teenagers. But they're teenagers, and it is what it is. And and then Artie comes next yeah. to visit Dennis. You know, so we kind of get both sides of the spectrum. And um, you know, Dennis Dennis is kind of talking to Arnie a little bit, you know, about it, and kind of sensing the the change in him. You know, to a point, um, he's definitely a little bit more assertive of himself, kind of when he talks and stuff like that to Dennis. And, yeah, yeah, um, and. and you know how when you don't see somebody for two or three weeks and they, especially teenage boys, you know, you don't see them for two weeks and they've grown six inches. Right. Or all of a sudden they've gone from talking like, you know, a kid to talking like a man. And, and so Dennis hasn't seen Arnie. He says he hasn't seen him for a few weeks. So I think that the change is dramatic. For sure. I mean, it, he noticed it. Like he says, his, I think his complexion's cleared up a little bit, he had said, and just looked a little bit different, you know, more yeah, confident. Just carried himself differently. And he noticed the back brace. Mm-hmm. Arnie brings him Thanksgiving dinner and a couple beers. and Yeah. It's kind of that seems like gold times, but not quite. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it just kind of shows us that Arnie's kind of slowly changing. Yeah. And then, you know, right after this is when really the... You know, we really get our first little taste of action. When Christine basically just uh, 
finds Moochie Welch, who's out hitchhiking. You know, he'd been, was it a concert? Yeah, he was at a concert. In the late 1970s, like we said, I mean, this guy's literally hitching back into town like 10 to 15 miles or something. It's it's a little bit of a hike. You know, he takes like three or four different rides. Different rides. Like, can you get me down four miles down this way or, you know, and. He's moving around. He's on the turnpike, you know. Yeah, and I and I don't I don't know. I don't a, get hitchhiking. I don't understand it. But I grew up in a very different age. For sure. I mean, it, it it's definitely weird to just think I'm going to leave this destination and see who can give me a ride to get so many miles and how long it could take. Because it does say it kind of even takes him a while to yeah to kind of go from spot to spot to get somebody to give him a ride. You know, he's walking a lot, picking up rides, and mm-hmm. um, but you know, through all of this. What I find, you know, kind of interesting. First thing I instantly thought was, he's out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, we def- that's what we get from well, this. Well, and they drop him, yeah, until he did get a ride. The guy dropped him at the, the ramp at JFK Drive. So, he's he's dropped him kind of at the edge of town. Right. But he's still, there's nobody around. It's not busy. It's super late. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, you know... We find out Christine finds him, more or less. You know, he yeah. thinks that Arnie's in the car, and, you know, Arnie's not in the car. It's just the car. Right. Right. And but he's talking, like, hey, Cunningham, mm-hmm. you ain't mad at me. I didn't do it. It was not my idea. It was Buddy's. It was Buddy did it. Buddy did it. Buddy yeah. did it. Um, and then, you know, of course, Moochie panics and runs. and just runs him down. I just mean, runs him down. Knocks him into a building and, you know, like it. You know, goes into kind of nice detail oh, <laughs> explanation. Yeah. You know, him. just runs him over and backs up and over and backs up and over and backs up and leaves. You Basically, know, a puddle. A puddle. I mean, that's what we find out in the very next chapter. Um, you know, a couple chapters later, you know, we find out a little more information about this killing. But you know, they said they got him, picked him up with a shovel. Yeah, you know, that's how they got his body out of the, the road. Basically, was by a shovel. Yeah, and. A couple of days later, he's down at the shop working on Christine, and the detective comes to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Because they have found paint embedded in what's left of Moochie Welsh's skin that, that matches Christine's color. That he's already checked, because they already kind of know the situation, you know, mm-hmm. with the car. And, you know, his parents did make him, you know, fill out a report, so right. they already had interviewed all these guys. Right. You know, about it. And, of course, all those guys said nothing. And Arnie was very, you know, not wanting to press charges. So, it, right. obviously, nothing, of course, happened. And um, so, you know, this guy is a, a smart detective. He knows his job. You know, yeah. he's like, I've already interviewed all these kids about killing, you know, basically thrashing this car. Right. And now one of them ends up dead. And he ends up with paint that's the exact same color of the car that all this started from. Right. And, you know, he's he's on it. I mean, he's putting it together quick like this. Well, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and Michael also. Oh, his not, dad's? Not dumb. No, his dad's like, you know, it's it's kind of odd that this guy ends up, you know, getting killed the way he did. And, you know, he's, he goes and has a conversation with his wife, too. Like, was, right. was, was Arnie here last night? And, and she's he, like, yeah, you know, I checked on him. He was in <laughs> bed. And then dad's like, Arnie. Were you really here? Did you go out the window? Of course, Are Arnie's you on drugs. What is going on? You know, and you're you're not yourself, right? And of course, Arnie's upset because you know he's like, obviously, I was here all the time, and you know, there's with him being there the whole time and the car not being at the house at that time. I, I mean, mean he, he's got an iron tight alibi. He does. Arnie didn't do it. 
Arnie didn't do it. But the detective is... The detective doesn't see it that way. He doesn't know. Just, he, he, he doesn't, doesn't have proof. He doesn't have proof. He doesn't have proof, but he just... He's got an instinct. For he's sure. He's got a feeling that there's more to this. And, you know, as he's walking around and looking at the car, he can't see any repair marks. And I think we talked about this in the first section. You know, when you make repairs, especially on a metal body car, you can see that. For sure. You know, there's Bondo and there's sanding and there's things and the paint maybe doesn't quite match and unless you paint the entire thing, it's just he's just It doesn't make sense. It doesn't the car add should up. the car should the be car shouldn't be as good as it is. Right. Which throws them off too. You know, yeah. because we, we still don't know how and what's kind of going on. We kind of get an idea, but, um, you know, the car's able to repair itself so fast that right. it makes, you know, once again, it kind of, it's alibi for Arnie. And then, you know, right after Junkins, the detective comes, you know, we kind of get our first taste of Christine kind of wanting some more blood when Arnie and Lee go on a date. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they end up pitching up a hitchhiker. Again, which we talked about, hitchhiker culture in the 70s is completely different than it is now. Right. Especially if I'm 18 years old, I'm not picking up a hitchhiker, but whatever. But they pitch up a hitchhiker and they go get something to eat. And right. Christine basically tries to do the same move that she did on LeBay's daughter. Yeah. On little Veronica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with... So the, here's the, Lee choking on a hamburger and... You know, it's really about to be it for her. You know, Arnie's kind of just looking at her and... Luckily, they did pick up the hitchhiker, you know, because right. the hitchhiker kind of springs into action and, you know, gets her out of the car, which, you know, the first move we, we don't realize at the time was the incredibly smart move of the whole play. Right. Was to get her out of the car. Was to get her out of the car. And then, you know, grabs her to do the Heimlich maneuver on her. Right. And, you know, Barney, Barney freaks out. And punches him. And punches him, thinking he's, like, grabbing her, trying to, like, I don't know, think feel attack her up her or around. attack her or what. And, and then he realizes the guy's actually helping her because he, he actually does it and it works and, right. you know, saves her life. And then, you know, Arnie kind of realizes it, but it just shows even Arnie's change from the Arnie that we saw in the beginning mm-hmm. to this more rageful, angry, angry yeah. and, and almost a little bit, you know, kind of looking back on it now, kind of thinking about it, I think it almost makes him look a little bit bloodthirsty to a point the fact that he didn't respond to try to save her as much as he kind of just sat back and looked right and watched it was like he watched it it's like i mean i get it that some people don't react well in emergencies super shocked right but whatever the quick response to the hitchhiker trying to help her and him going after that guy kind of contradicts the i'm in complete shock Exactly. Can't do anything, kind of mentality. But it's, you know, exactly. an interesting, you know, kind of spot because it's a very close call for Lee. You know, it is. It and, is. and she even kind of mentions in the thing that she felt like the car was staring at her, had something right. to do with it. You had know? something to do with it. And then she says, "She, that's it. She is done. Fuck this car. Playing this game. <laughs> I'm done and with this she car. She's done playing this game, and she doesn't want to go out with Arnie anymore. Right." Well, I mean, she just, she, I think she says she, she doesn't know for sure. She's mm-hmm. kind of, kind of in questioning, but you know, also with a psycho, you can't just break a bad news to a psycho just all at once. I think she right. realized it's got to be kind of like a band aid. This, I might have to pull this off kind of slowly. Right. <laughs> it's going to work because this dude's a little bit crazy. Right. 
And, right. you know, so we kind of end with that, you know, where she's kind of like, I just, you know, she's very, you know, kind of things are up in the air. and we She just... doesn't want to go out in Christine anymore. Yeah. She doesn't necessarily break it off with Arnie, but she does break it off with Christine. But the She's one like, that... I don't want to go out in your car anymore. But the one thing that we do find out that's very certain is next is Christine's not done killing people. That's right. Because <laughs> directly after this scene, we go straight into a well, great we have scene. A, a time, we have a time jump. We go from... You know, Thanksgiving to the middle of December. Yeah, I guess. But it, yeah, you know, it's the, he gives us half a page and is like, "Oh yeah, by the way, some things happened." You know, time passes. Six weeks went by. Six. <laughs> right. It's kind of like the SpongeBob. Right. Six, Six weeks, weeks later. later. <laughs> <laughs> right. It goes right into Buddy and Christine. Right. And uh, you know, a great car chase scene that I think is well depicted in the way he writes it out where Buddy's with a couple of guys they're drinking just driving around kind of acting hot rodding kind of you know on some being dudes some really country road areas you know where nobody's going to catch them right and then a car starts following them so Buddy speeds up because you know I'm not going to get passed by a car and the car speeds up so Buddy speeds up and the car speeds up and then we get this chase off into the... And, and it's snowy. It's winter. It's December. Mm-hmm. It's snowy. And we get this crazy chase off into like a state park area. Right. Where there's nobody. And man, the the way he describes Buddy's car slipping and sliding all over the place and Christine just being very sure-footed and mm-hmm. not having any issues. 100 miles an hour, kind right. of going through stretches. And then, of course, they crash. Shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, you know, just Christine in general, just taking them out, you know, making sure everybody's dead in the situation. I mean, Mm -hmm. even, um, you know, Buddy kind of gets away for a little bit, kind of up on like a snow snow bank. Yeah. And, you know, then we kind of first see who's really driving Christine. Right. You know, it's LeBay. Right. You know, he he sees the corpse standing over him like, this is it, buddy. Mm -hmm. I got your ass shitter. Right. (laughs) You know, we, we find out that. Even though Christine is an entity in herself, LeBay is actually behind the wheel the whole time. Right. More of kind of like a ghostly apparition that's kind of like a ghost driver. And that brings us back to the haunted versus possessed. Mm-hmm. I, I still think that maybe Christine started life as haunted and then possessed LeBay and now it's kind of a symbiotic thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can't exist without each other. Right. I don't know. After the whole buddy thing, this is the first time somebody besides Arnie sees something that's, and lives to tell about it, sees something and lives to tell about it. Mm -hmm. Because during this night, actually, I think was when we talk about it, like Arnie's actually at a chess tournament. Right. Out of town. Out of town. You know, he, so he. And like three hours way away. Away, away. And uh, it's Jimmy and Darnell are having a talk. And, you know, Jimmy kind of makes a thing. Oh, yeah, I saw uh, Christine's not here. I saw Arnie take her out earlier. You know, I saw the car go out. So he just uh, yeah. assumes Arnie took it out. But Darnell knows that Arnie's, Arnie's out, out of town. town. Or supposed to be out of town. So why is there, where's the car? What's going on? And, well, maybe Arnie isn't out of town. Yeah. So he tries calling him at home. Not no, there. Not there. So he calls the hotel where he's staying, which, I mean... Do you leave your hotel information with your boss? I think back then you do, though. I think back then I think they communicated more with each other because it was more, it was harder to get a hold of people, so you kind of had to know, let people know where you were. Yeah, and... Because you can't just call somebody on their cell phone. So it's like, you're going to be gone for like two or three days. Hey, I'm staying at this hotel or something like that if you need me. So I could kind of see that to a point. And 
you know, Arnie and Darnell didn't have necessarily a traditional working relationship because Arnie was doing some shady He trusted things. him so much, too. Right. Darnell's going to talk so, to him out of out of normal context, and, you know, he could... He right. can kind of see it, but he finds out he is at the hotel. Somebody, so the car's gone. So the car's gone. Arnie's not in town. He's three hours away at his mm-hmm. hotel. So Darnell's sitting there just kind of thinking through all of the things. And he's thinking about the fact that he hasn't seen Arnie actually working on the car. You know, we talked about that. And how fast the damage got fixed on the car in a short amount of time. He's like, you know, you know he's seen him fix some little things. But he but hasn't still. seen he hasn't seen it fix the windshield. Right. Hasn't seen him do any body work, but all of a sudden the body and the, you know the the work's great. You know I think it talks earlier. I think Darnell is Darnell or Junkins or one of them. I think mentioned that the grill was like they'd never seen a grill half done. You know right. where like one side's pristine, the other side's not. But Darnell's like good enough with cars and knows where That's do you get normal. you don't get half grills. You right. don't get half and half. Like what's you know it, 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 he kind of starts thinking about all these things that just don't really fully seem to add up. Right. And then, of course, he sends Jimmy home because it is Christmas. And, uh, you know, Darnell's a little drunk. Kind of well, says it's, 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 not, it's uh, late night. It's mid-December. It's late night. I Darnell's mean, sick. He, this is where he we He takes get, a lot of meds. He's taking a bunch of medicine. He's got emphysema. He's smoking a cigar. He's, he's, he's not he, on he's his last just, leg. He is. He's not well. And he's just thinking, you know. And, and I, I get this. Sometimes when you just don't have anything else going on your mind kind of wanders and starts putting pieces together. I'm, I, it happens to me all the time when yeah. I'm driving and I'll be like, Hey Siri, text blah, 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 because this thing just crossed my mind. And, and so I think that that's kind of the thing that he's got going on here. Yeah. And um, then of course it, it kind of ends with, you know, what we already know as a reader, Christine just kind of comes back in the garage, you know, just pulls in, mm-hmm. honks her horn, opens the garage and, pulls into her bay and you know he's back in the back just seeing it all right and, and i think then, he says he even waits to see if anybody gets out and nobody gets out all he can hear is the sound of the motor cooling off you know mm-hmm. that that ticking sound mm-hmm. that metal makes when it's cooling so of course that's and he actually even goes out there to see that there's nobody in the car too yeah so you know he kind of puts himself out there to the fact that, hey, wait a second, car, what are you doing here with nobody driving you kind of thing? And So, again, the first person who actually sees that there's something wrong. That this car's driving itself. And lives to tell about it. Yeah. And then, here we go. After they find the burnout wreck of Reddy, Buddy's car, guess who comes to see Arnie again? Of course. I mean, this one's, once again, kind of those situations. Because, I mean, once again, there's evidence. You know, it talks about, there's, I think there's red paint on one of, like, some wooden... Like a, a guard Guardrail or something, yeah. you know, from Christine, where, you know, she can't, she can't take that paint back off once it's left her body. Right. Kind of thing. Like, so she can't go back for that. But it's showing that there's a lot of, a lot of this very, very special red paint to this car. He knows is involved in it, you know, with the situation. Like, but he doesn't have any proof. Right. And Arnie's out of town, and, and this he's got an airtight alibi. He's got an airtight alibi this time. Now it's not just your parents vouching for you. Now you're out of town, three hours away at another place, and you know Junkins can't figure it out. Arnie, to clear his mind, decides to go for a drive. And here, <laughs> like we just talked about, you know, it's just for me especially. I love to drive, so <laughs> when I'm driving by myself. 
I just kind of chill and, and relax and my mind goes and does and thinks and makes connections that mm. I haven't been able to make when I'm thinking and concentrating on things. And so Arnie's driving around and, and he sees LeBay. Mm-hmm. He sees, and LeBay's talking to him. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah, LeBay, yeah, like, they're buddies. Yeah, they're buddies, they're buddies. Now, yeah. He has weird things happening where he's seeing like his modern town in 78 and, and then, then overlaid with 19 or 1958 overlaying it and just things kind of going in and out of the two different time frames mm-hmm. in just just weird and then he gets home and you know he's like good night dad going to bed and his dad's like man Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Are you even part of this family anymore? He's over it. He's mm-hmm. done. And yeah, I mean, Artie takes it honestly pretty well. Um, yeah. You know, during the situation, because they're, you know, we'll, we'll talk later, you know, Dennis kind of runs into that part of the car, and it's a lot more scary. Yeah. And then it kind of gets portrayed from Arnie's point, but Arnie's also, you know, like you said, he's already kind of bonded and kind of imprinted with the car to Anne Bay. Right. You know, from the situation and all that he's done, and kind of what's going on here is, you know, you kind of wonder is LeBay slowly taking over Arnie, and right. you know, and, and kind of and a again thing. that that possession kind of aspect, mm-hmm. and then you know, so the next day he calls Lee, Lee, let's go out, and and this is when Lee really breaks up with him. She's done. Yeah. No, Arnie. No, yeah. I don't know. And 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 you know. For poor Arnie at this point in time, too. And I guess this is where, where we kind of see his change is more taking place to the standpoint of he kind of goes from being that nice, sweet kid to the kind of the, the prototypical kind of just kind of like LeBay is. Just like a, a dumb, loner. angry, dumb jock. And I, I don't want to say jock necessarily, but kind of no, the angry that, loner look yeah. to where you're not breaking up with me. You're still my girl. You right. know, he won't even accept right, it right. in his well, mind, really, at the time. Yeah, and, like, super possessive. And, yes, and he's yeah. just kind of like, ah, she's just mad. You'll it'll get over it. Okay. It'll be it'll all right. Be okay. Just go home, kind of think about it. We'll, we'll we'll talk later. Yeah, and then he quits the chess team. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just... He's just... It's kind of rapidly going downhill, I think, at this point yeah. in time. Quicker. Yeah. Like, it's, it was it's... a couple, like, a month, four weeks. We'd see slight changes. Now we're seeing changes on, like, a like, weekly basis. Right. And, and just, he's disconnecting from reality, reality, mm-hmm. and only being connected with Christine's reality. And I think, too, at this point in time, too, when what happened to Moochie, I think it kind of scared Arnie to a point, because he, he didn't really have any clue, really, what happened. You know, he, he didn't know. Right. You well, know, she, he thought it was just, he thought it was, he thought it was more, I think, of just a messed up coincidence. Yeah. That this guy that I've had beef with ends up just dead, run over by a car. I didn't do it. You know, and well, then Buddy and them happens. Buddy and and the other guys, it's well, that's real weird. That I is mean, really I was weird. Not there, I was but, obviously not. It wasn't me, you know. But but I don't, I don't necessarily know that it wasn't me because it wasn't me directly. But well, I think now it's when he sees this, he he, he realizes what happened. Yeah, he now yes, he definitely is. This is where he comes to the realization that he and Christine are inexorably linked. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, with the whole thing with LeBay, he sees that it's kind of a love triangle. Yeah. It's him and LeBay and Christine, and the three of them are stuck together now. Yeah. Junkins, our detective, figures out a way that they can have free access to Christine by 
catching and arresting Arnie. While doing a shipment for Darnell. While doing a shipment for Darnell. Mm -hmm. he, they know Darnell's doing these things. And they know, and just like any big bust like this, they know if they can catch somebody who knows details that they can a lot of times get that person to talk right. about, the thing, about the people above them. Right. And so they've got this plan and they've got, you know, make sure he's past this toll booth so that we can have proof that he's in another state, state so that's a federal thing. And they've got this huge bust going to happen. Mm -hmm. And they spring their trap. They spring their trap. They bust Arnie. They bust Darnell. They lock down the garage. Mm -hmm. They bust Darnell's accountant at the same time and get all the records. It's, yeah. it's a big operation. Which I think is a nice thing that they talk about how they bust the accountant, too, because we do go into it earlier. Isn't it Dennis's dad that mm -hmm. was the accountant that said, I didn't really want to do business with that guy because I knew it was going to be questionable, you know, right. kind of why he got out of it. I thought that was kind of cool how they included that guy getting yeah. busted, and, too. And, to so, and, and they also alluded to the fact that that guy was living above his visible, uh, verifiable means, had a real nice house and a real nice car and mm -hmm. just living above his paycheck. Right. So, you know, to illustrate that he was probably on, on the in tape. on the shady. Yeah. In on the shady. So now Arnie's in jail. Darnell's is locked down with everything that's in it. Mm -hmm. So they've got access to Christine. They can run all the tests. They can do all the swabs. They can do... Right. I mean, now, it is the 70s, so they don't have as much technology as they do now, but they can find blood. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they don't. And they don't. They don't find anything they in the car. They don't find you anything. Know, so there's nothing they can really you know, say. They, he knows the car's involved, but he can't find any piece of evidence to link it. Because it is the 70s. He can't link it to right. the situation, you know. And, he knows, but he cannot prove it. Right. And then... Um, you know, the next thing is, you know, there's kind of like a big storm coming and, you know, and Arnie, Arnie, Arnie decides Arnie's to all be, all be a family boy all of a sudden. Now that I'm out of jail, let's go visit, you know, family. Let's go back to our roots, our let's Christmas roots. Let's go out roots. of town. Uh, it'll be better. Everything's going to be fine. Mm. And, you know, as soon as he does that, you because know. Because he knows. I, he does. He, he, re he, he realizes, it, you know. He and, understands what's happening. I think so too. And you know, he, and and he knows he's got to have an alibi. Yeah, and if it's LeBay doing it or somebody else driving Arnie a little bit, but it it is. It's it's totally. They know at the time. As soon as I leave, it gives me a chance. Takes away. You know, it's my alibi. Exactly. You know, exactly. So I, I don't need to be it here. It cannot for possibly be me. I was hours away, and the state was snowed in. Right. So you know, then we find out during this massive blizzard that you know Christine's got another uh, loose end. Yeah, that well, she, or two. Yeah, that she's got to tie down, and you know the first one's just the the friend of buddies. You know, you know and I think that this was just oh well, oh yeah, this is convenient. Let's let's take care of this guy at the gas station on my way to my main objective. Yeah, and you so, never know, maybe Christine. Like we never really talked that much about it. Christine is a car. Maybe she just needs to get some gas. Maybe she wanted right? to steal some gas. We steal some gas. Kill the kid that messed me up a little bit. Two birds, one stone. Right, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, sure. but it is, but it is, it's very, it's a quick kill. I mean, just, you know, boom. So we like, you know, she's got another kill under her belt, and then we realize she's not done for the night, you know. Yeah, no, that was, that was um, convenient. Appetizer. Now, yeah, the appetizer. Now on to the main course. Oh, my gosh. The, the visuals that he describes mm. of what Christine does to Darnell. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. the, the house in general. I mean, I, I picture, you know, Darnell, the way I picture him living in a very nice neighborhood with houses that are 
very spread out. Yeah. You know, where each house is probably on a five, ten acre plot. Right, like almost like estates. Yes, almost estates. Kind of spread out to where you're not really, you know, your neighbor's there, but they're kind of a little bit of a way. You know, yeah. it, it takes you a minute or two to walk to their house right. kind of thing. And, you know, it, it describes it very well, the storm. It's like a super storm, you know, a generational storm, it almost says later mm-hmm. on. But it's just nonstop snow. Feet and feet of snow, wide out. People you can't. Are in. You can't see in front of your face, your hand. Right. And uh, you know, Darnell's People are at home. They're not. And Darnell's at home. And Darnell's at home. And and sound carries weird in the snow. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, I would think it would sound like a car. Even if you did hear something, maybe you could justify it as something else because sound is weird in the mm-hmm. snow. I don't know. But if this had to be loud, I would think. I mean, it, it basically says, you know, she just hops the whole whole front lawn, really. You know, comes yeah. over everything with all the snow and tears through, like almost like you know, snow plow, like 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 a plow, yes, yes. You know, and just kind of comes through it and just just keeps going for the house. You know, right. basically goes right through batters, the main window in the front and batters she, the front of the house in until she's in the living room. Because Darnell's trying to get away up the steps. He can't even get up his stairs. It kind of talks about stairs. his health issues. He's, you know, sucking down oxygen. He's he's drunk. Yeah. It's late at night. He's on his painkillers. He can't, and, and he can't walk chest from... Is, and his chest is tight because he can't breathe. Can't and, breathe. He can't walk from, like, one side of his house to the other without his oxygen at this point. And, you know, he he can't get out of the room is basically yeah. it. You know, he, he tries to kind of cower... What I picture cowering as far away from the front window as possible. Right. You know, and uh, like you you said, she just tears into the whole front part of the house. Takes out a wall and just, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that you can do about it. And uh, and then, you know, we get the description of her backing out and the metal plinking back into place. And, and just, because it, it. Everything putting itself Because it talks together. about, you know, with her hitting a house. I mean, it, it tore her up. Yeah. You know, it says all the tires are flat and everything and everything. The hood's gone. Everything slowly just regenerates itself back. And And then off she goes. Off she goes. Back into the garage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at this point in time, there's nobody at the garage anymore. So nobody can see her anymore. Nobody nobody can view anything. There's no witnesses once again. All the loose ends are tied up. All the loose ends are tied up. This actually helps Arnie out in the situation now because the right, case was all about, about Darnell. Darnell. And so now he's off the hook with the cops. And, you know, he's off hours away with the parents mm-hmm. doing the Christmas thing. And that's it. All, all the loose ends are tied up for Arnie. And that's kind of where we get, you know, part three. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, in part three... Called Christine Teenage Death Songs. So now we'll get the rest of the story. And man, this this last section always I I don't know that I haven't read this last section in in one setting. Yeah. Ever. I don't. I think every time I've read this, that once I get to that section, I'm like, y'all are just gonna have to leave me alone. I'm gonna need a couple of hours. I gotta read. It does. It's nice because it just goes so fast. Mm But we'll talk about that real soon. Definitely. And Definitely. Then, uh, you've got the movie to watch, and we're going to talk about that. And I can't wait. Oh, I've been yeah. waiting, like I said, I wanna, I've been waiting to, to get all the way through it to make sure to watch the movie. Just so, you know, do the con- the, the book, movie comparisons and right. things like that and see like kind of what you visualize and things. So. Yeah. So, really looking forward to it. 
I'm your host, Kim Payne. And I'm Brad Elliott. And we were just talking about Christine. Act two, Arnie, Teenage Love Songs. Original concept by Kim Payne and Otto Mullins. Art by Kurt Payne. Voodoo Art. Music by Jason Rager.